Hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. We're still working through um, a lockdown, and so um, thank you for joining us today. We're going to be looking at the topic of counsel. Check your counsel is the title of our Bible study. So if you would take your Bible, go to Psalm 1. We'll just read the first few verses there. Psalm chapter 1. Studying the topic of counsel. It says in Psalm 1 verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would bless our Bible study. Help each one who is listening. Bless them in their life. Help us, Lord, to seek after wisdom and to choose wise counsel. Lord, give us discernment to know when counsel is not wise according to your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We have more counsel available to us now than at any other time in history. Um, for the first time in many, many months, uh, a few days ago, my kids and my wife went to the library. They took their library card and went to the library and perused the many selections there and came home with, can you believe it? Not this one particularly. I'm just holding up a book that I've been reading. This is a great book, by the way. Um, this is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. If you've never read this, this is a great book to read. Uh, but they came home with real books, and we can find counsel in books. Where else do we find counsel? We find counsel um, through book titles on Amazon. If you remember back in the day, if you're old enough to remember this, which many of you are, you had the library, you had bookstores, and you also had catalogs where you could order books. Um, but nowadays with Amazon, you just get on the Amazon app and you type in a book title or a topic. You can see it, so many titles, books that are from just a, a couple of short pages to hundreds of pages, book reviews, tells you how many stars it is. It's unbelievable. All of these are counsel. They're going to counsel you in a particular topic. Um, social media is counseling the direction, the way that our world is going right now. If you, uh, that matter of fact, they have uh, social media influencers. These people are paid to influence. Now, what does that mean? They're paid to counsel. They're paid to not necessarily, uh, well, in some cases, they're paid to give advice, but really life advice. Uh, so keep that in mind. When, pe when someone's an influencer, remember they're getting paid to do this. All right. Um, we have instant access on social media to friends from our old life, uh, before you were a believer, um, instant access before, if you got saved and you went into the Christian life 
and Christian lifestyle and you were in church, you could not see those people. Perhaps you would move and their influence would not be a part of your life. Nowadays, they are right on your device. Their advice pops right up uh, and they influence you. Friends from your old life as well as new uh, Christian friends. Your Christian friends, friends can influence you right there on social media as well. False teachers can influence you. Once again, before, back in the day, you had to buy a book, you had to order a cassette tape, or maybe watch a videotape. Maybe you would see them on TV. But they were just kind of these mythical, ethereal people that were just kind of out there and you had to know somebody and they took you in and, oh, come with me to this meeting. And it was very different. Nowadays, you can just type in something in YouTube and hear an entire lesson put together by someone who does a very first-class job, but the counsel may actually be really bad advice and really bad counsel. And it could be taking something from the Word of God and twisting it to the point where you're just not really sure who to believe. There's also fantastic teachers, podcasts, YouTube, Google, blogs. We have an overwhelming amount of content and counsel that comes into our life. So let's just look at some basic things the Bible teaches us about checking our counsel. What is counsel? According to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, counsel is advice. Counsel is someone's opinion and their instruction given upon request or otherwise. So what do you think about this? And someone's going to give you their counsel, their opinion. Sometimes you hear it without asking for it. Someone just blurts something out. It comes across your feed or uh, you hear somebody say something. And as well as even to a degree, advertising is counsel. It's giving you advice. Um, it's directing judgment or conduct conduct of another. So we've got to understand counsel is directing you, right? It's like a it's like a sign on a street as you go through life. It's uh, as you're as you're going down the road, right? You see that sign that says "slow down." There's a bump ahead, or you can see the traffic light, and the traffic light is counseling you stop. <laughs> right? It's your turn to stop, and a wise person takes the counsel of what the of what that uh, light is telling them. The same thing's true in life, right? So uh, someone is trying to direct your judgment or conduct. And so the Bible teaches us in uh, that it's also a consultation or an interchange of opinions. It can be, uh, and we'll get into that in just a moment. So what is counsel? It's advice and it's an interchange of opinions. It's information that's coming in, but Information that's meant to modify your thinking and modify your behavior somehow. Uh, Commentator Albert Barnes says concerning Psalm 1 and verse 1 um, that the wise man does not take counsel of the ungodly as to the way in which he should live, but from the law of the Lord. This would include such things as he does not follow the advice of sinners. He does not execute the purposes or plans of sinners, and he does not frame his life according to their views and suggestions. In his plans and purposes of life, he is independent of them, and he looks to some other source for the rules to guide him. Whose counsel are you listening to? Who is your counselor? 
What is the source of your counsel? Who's guiding your life? Who is giving you advice? Who's giving you feedback? Who is watching your actions, listening to your words, listening to you describe the events that are taking place in your life, the events taking place in your relationship, the choices you're making, and who is offering you an opinion, advice, or direction? Who is that in your life? Number one, every purpose, every change, every goal begins with counsel. Proverbs 20 and verse number 18, every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice, make war. If I'm going to make a directional change in my life, make a new direction, uh, there's going to be something that's influenced me to do that. We'll see what that is. The Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6 is a famous verse when we talk about Christmas, but there is a very important um, truth that's found in Isaiah 9, 6. It says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus, one of his names is Counselor. We need to look to Jesus Christ as our chief counselor. Number two, so number one, any every purpose, change, or goal begins with counsel. Number two, areas of counsel. Okay, so in what areas should we, what are the, what are the areas of counsel? We're going to look at Luke 2 and 52 when Jesus was 12 years old and it describes his growth, his maturing It says, and Jesus increased in these four areas, wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So we can get counsels in these area, in these areas. There's four of them. Wisdom, which is life skills. Now, life skills and life advice that should be based on God's word, right? But we can get areas of counsel when it comes to life skills, okay? Next is, uh, it says that he increased in wisdom and in stature. That means physically. So we can get advice based on... Uh, our physical bodies, the physical world, right? Health, fitness, nutrition, medical advice, uh, so on and so forth. Next, we can get advice spiritually with God. It says he increased in favor with God, and then he increased in favor with man. So those are his relationship with God, his spiritual life, his beliefs, his core values. Where do you get your core values? If I were to say, what are some core values in your life, things that you say, this is super important to me, and I make decisions based on this belief. Where does that come from? Does it come from uh, some kind of influencer? Does it come from uh, someone's uh, IG story? Does it come from a movie? Uh, you wouldn't believe how many people have seen movies in their past, and they have completely changed direction in life because they saw a movie Uh, It's unbelievable how many professional athletes, when they're interviewed or when someone, they say, hey, you've been extremely proficient in this particular area, what was it that prompted you? Well, I remember when I was a kid or when I was a teenager, I saw this movie and I thought it was so cool and that's how I got into it, right? Uh, And so we need to understand that we can get our core values and beliefs and direction in life, but we need to make sure that uh, we get counsel in regards to our spiritual beliefs and core values. 
And we get counsel in accordance with our relationship with others. Husband, wife, children. How do you raise your kids? Right? Um, and how do you make decisions based on your friends? What, what friends do you choose? Oh, they've always been my friend and they're always going to be my friend. Well, okay. <laughs> Why would you make that decision? Right? And how close of a friend are they going to be? We're going to look at a quick story is found in Exodus 18 and verse 19. Exodus 18 and verse 19 is a story about Moses, who was a new leader, overwhelmed. And his father-in-law came to visit a godly man named Jethro. He saw that Moses was sitting and leading the people, millions of people, perhaps three million people. And he was overwhelmed with his leadership responsibilities. And he says, Jethro, the father-in-law says in Exodus 18, 19, hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee counsel and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God word that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And then he goes on to say in verse number 20, and thou shalt teach them, um, It says, and thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens, and let them judge the people. So he teaches them the principle of delegating authority. Because Moses listened to this counsel, It made his life bearable. It made it easier. Can I say this? Godly, wise counsel makes your life better. Godly, wise counsel makes your life bearable, makes it enjoyable. Godly counsel gave Moses more time to spend with God and more time to properly execute the responsibilities that God gave him. And more importantly, more time to properly execute the most important responsibilities that God had given him. There are things in your life that that only you can do, and those are the things you need to be spending your time on. And so with wise counsel, we can help identify those things that are the most important things in our life that other people can't do. We can't, Moses could not delegate to other people to go to God. On behalf of the people. Only Moses could do that. And, but he was spending all of his time sitting down and listening to case after case after case and having to make judgment calls. And his father-in-law says, look, you are wearing these people out. Let me ask you something. Are you wearing the people that are under your care? Are you wearing them out? Are you causing them? Are you causing their life incredibly and unnecessarily difficult Because you are taking bad counsel? Is that possible? You're not willing to seek counsel? I already know how to do this. Yeah, that's what Moses said. And then he had someone who came and gave him his opinion, gave him his advice, an outside counselor, but a godly one. And he helped him. Wise counsel makes us better for the responsibilities God has placed in our lives. Wise counsel benefits God's purposes in our life. It gives me a better relationship with my wife, gives me a better relationship with my church, gives me a better 
Uh, it gives me, it, it helps me physically when I take the right advice. Okay. It helps me in my relationship with God. It helps me in a mental health aspect, right? And then it helps those who are under my care. Wise counsel is so important. And if I'm taking the wrong counsel, okay, uh, let's ju- let me just say this. If I'm taking counsel that is trying to, uh, per- it is trying to promote that I be a more selfish person, that's going to hurt people under me, right? Because that doesn't benefit God. That doesn't give God any glory. That doesn't give God more of me, right? So the counsel we take is incredibly powerful. It has an incredible uh, trickle-down effect on our responsibilities, excuse me, on our responsibilities and our life's purpose. Some people, they struggle so much in ever finding true joy and happiness and doing well in their life's responsibilities. They struggle being a parent. They struggle in their work. They struggle physically. They struggle medically sometimes. They struggle in so many areas. Why? Because of the counsel they're listening to. They're listening to bad counsel. Number four, counsel is a key component to friendship. So use wisdom in choosing your close friends. Let me say that again. Counsel is a key component to friendship. So use wisdom in choosing your close friends. We should have friends of a lot of people that we're seeking to influence and we can enjoy spending time with them. But we need to be very cautious and very careful in who our close friends are. Why? Because those are the ones who counsel us. They give us feedback. They give us opinion and they change the direction of our life. Proverbs 27 verse 9, ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. Don't you like good perfume or cologne? Uh, I am in a a beard growing session right now um, just because of COVID and whatever. But this morning, uh, I shaved underneath. You say, Pastor, this is too much information. Well, that's what happens on when we're doing everything online. So this morning, I shaved underneath and then I put on some aftershave. And then I went upstairs and I was about to leave to go do some responsibilities this morning. And uh, Savannah gave me a hug. My daughter gave me a hug. Oh, daddy, you smell so good, right? And then I'm walking away. And then April, my wife, walked into Savannah's room and she commented again, daddy smells so good, right? Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. We love smelling good things, right? But the verse goes on. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel, We like friends when we like their counsel. We like friends when they give us good feedback. When We like friends when we can trust their feedback. So counsel is a key component to friendship. So use wisdom in choosing your close friends. Number five, we are warned about taking counsel of the ungodly. Let's go back to Psalm 1 in your Bible. Psalm 1. This is such a powerful psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You're walking in the counsel. What does that mean? To me, it makes sense where if you're like, again, using the driving illustration where you're driving down the road and you're seeing road signs and it's counseling you, it's warning you, it's telling you, it's giving you information so you can make appropriate decisions. If I am surrounding myself with ungodly people and I'm allowing them to influence me, 
then I'm th- that's the information I'm receiving. And so that is th- that is going to reflect the decisions I make in my life. Oh, pastor, I'm struggling. Oh, pastor, it's so difficult. Oh, pastor, I can't. Oh, I'm not feeling great. I'm not this, I'm not that. Okay, let's talk about the the counsel that you're taking. What kind of counsel are you surrounding yourself with? Some kind some counsel is seems fairly ambiguous. It doesn't fall on the side of either godly or ungodly, right? It's just information. But then then it decidedly becomes that which will change our direction into either growing in godliness or growing in ungodliness. It will either cause us to grow towards the light or towards the darkness. It will cause us to either strengthen our friendships in the way of the lost and the unregenerate world. It will cause us to love the world (laughs) or it will cause us to get closer to our Christian friends, closer to the word of God, and it will cause us to grow closer to our relationship with God, closer to the word of God, right? It's going to do one or the other. We are warned about taking counsel. Counsel is powerful, all right? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth. Now, remember, we see the progression here. Walketh, standeth, sitteth, right? Walking, standing, sitting. Walketh in the counsel of the ungodly. What does that do to somebody who walks in that counsel? Those are the signs they're constantly seeing. Well, it causes them to stay put. Causes them, it causes them to stand in the way or in the pathway or in the life choices in the journey. My journey begins to look a lot like the journey of an unbeliever. The way that I process information, the way that I see things, the way that I deal with things. Why? It's because I have been I have been walking in the counsel of the ungodly. I've been walking in that counsel. This is the way that I've been going. I'm surrounding myself with these with these road signs, with this advice, with these with these opinions. And so that causes me to stand in the way of the sinners and then sit in the seat of the scornful, sitting in the seat of the scornful, someone who's now a scorner. I've gone from ungodly to a sinner to a scornful person. You know, there are Christians out there that have the heart of a scorner. There's, they, 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 they look at godly choices, they look at godly things, and they just scorn them. Just They, they, they have a really negative spirit towards All of that. How did that happen? They surrounded themselves with ungodly counsel. The opposite of this ungodly counsel is found in the law of the Lord. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not. That's a choice. Oh, I can't help it. Yeah, you can. The Bible says walketh not. That's a choice. Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. But, verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord And in his law doth he meditate day and night. We can see the opposite, right? If I'm choosing to spend time in God's word, that is going to change what I delight in. If I choose to spend time in God's word and I'm delighting in God's word, that is going to significantly alter the kind of counsel I'm willing to receive. Let me ask you, are you delighting in God's word? We all have days when we really love God's word, but I think delight may not necessarily be a particular feeling. It's not saying feel like you love it, 
but it's a choice. I am choosing this as where I'm going to. I'm going to fill my heart with this. And then it goes on to say, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law doth he meditate day and night. If we are struggling and delighting in the law of the Lord, we need to choose not to read it, but to meditate in it, to meditate in it. Sometimes what I'll do when I'm driving is put on my Bible app and just play the scripture. Listen to the audio. Okay. Um, The one I use is called Blue Letter Bible. It's a free download. And it's really cool. They use different voices for different characters. It's got a little bit of background music. It kind of sets the mood. They, they kind of dialogue it a little bit. It's really, it's really a neat way uh, to get more, uh, to kind of redeem the, redeem the time and get more word of God uh, into you. Um, but when someone is getting good godly counsel, they're intentional. They're intentional. They choose to meditate on God's word. Uh, we need to understand that God's word and God's counsel is going to be different than what we'll find anywhere else. Psalm 55 and 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Look at the incredible trustworthiness and... um the incredible solid foundation the the word of God gives us. When we choose to make decisions based on God's word, look at the reliability it gives us in our life. Psalm 33, 11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. You know, the advice and the opinions and the feedback of the ungodly world, the the lost world, constantly fluctuate and change. We've seen that so many times on what they consider to be right, wrong, acceptable, unacceptable, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 19.21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. We should measure up all of the advice and all of the influence and all of the influencers and all of the posts and all of the books. We should measure it all up against the counsel of the word of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the counselor. Okay, He is the word of God. He's the living word of God. But when he gives us his word and he gives us his counsel, it is sure it will never pass away. So, When there are changes that are coming in my life, if I choose the word of God, I've got something in my life that will not change. That is so important when it comes to stability. Let's think in terms of mental health, okay? Some people struggle with it a little bit more than others. Some of us have seasons, okay? And this time in Canada, it can be a a difficult season for mental health because of the lack of sunshine and the cold and everybody's inside and now COVID on top of that. I just wish there was something in my life that just didn't change. Well, let me tell you something, friend. The counsel of the word of God standeth forever. So if I come to this, I know that with the next news cycle, that's still going to be the same. Praise the Lord for that. That's good. Uh, Isaiah 28, 29. This also cometh forth from the Lord Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. 
Number six, ungodly counsel encourages us to have our own way and not God's way. Let me say that again. Ungodly counsel encourages us to have our own way and not God's way. Ungodly counsel encourages us to have our own way and not God's way. Psalm 2 and verse number 2, it says, The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Right? They're taking counsel amongst themselves saying, we are going to plot and plan and set ourselves against God. Ungodly counsel encourages us to have our own way and not God's way. Are you trying to force God into seeing things your way? Are you willing to see things his way? Here's a simple way of asking this. If God were to come to you and give you some advice on your life, would you be willing to take God's advice? I mean, I think a wise person would say, yeah, I think, I mean, if God came to me and he gave me some advice on where I'm at and what and what I should do, I think I would definitely, I think not only would I listen, I think it would be silly not to do it if he was going to give me advice. We need to understand the word counsel is advice. (laughs) So when God is teaching us out of his word, the almighty, the all-knowing God of heaven is saying, let me tell you how I see it. And the thing is, is the way God sees it is the only way that's going to endure. It's the only way, it's the only advice that's going to stand the test of time. Ignoring, Ignoring God's counsel puts you on the path of destruction. It says in Psalm 125, but you have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Proverbs 21 and 30, there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. God's word is going to be steadfast. It will win. Okay, so if I'm taking counsel against God's word, I'm trying to do things my own way, that, that's not going to win. Okay, in the long run, it's not going to win. The blessed life is not me trying to figure out how to get there. The blessed life is me saying, what does God say? That's the counsel I'm going to take. That's what I'm going to choose. And of course, we, we know this even more so when it comes to uh, simply trusting Christ as our Savior. God loves us. Jesus died for us. When we recognize the truth that God loves us and that Jesus died for our sin and he rose again the third day from the grave, he has victory over death, hell, the grave, all of the negativity, all of the wickedness, all of the gloom and the doom. He has victory over all of that. And he wants to give us a new heart. He wants to give us a new life and he wants to give us a life in eternity with him. The Bible says in John 17, Jesus says this, <clears throat> verse 3, and this is the life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And so uh, to ignore God's counsel puts us on the path of destruction. If I ignore God's counsel about the fact that my soul is eternal, okay, I'm more than just conscience and more than just uh, a little slightly uh, more uh, 
um, evolved being that now I have reason and that's what separates us. That's what makes us human. No, 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 no. It's more than that. I've got an eternal soul. God says so. Okay. And Jesus Christ died for my sin. I can be reconciled to God. I can have this incredible life. And, um, and by believing, I will be saved from wrath through him. Why do you believe what you believe, pastor? Why, how can we trust it? Well, let me tell you something. We can trust God's word. God's counsel will stand forever. And we don't have time for this, but if you want to do this on your own, one of the ways that we know that God's counsel stands forever is because when we look throughout the pages of scripture and we work our way backwards, we can see fulfilled prophecy after fulfilled prophecy after fulfilled prophecy. It's not a prediction. Okay. A prediction is who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay, a prophecy is knowing exactly who's going to win, what they're going to be wearing, who's who's going to what what the exact score is going to be, and all of the details, and and who's going to happen what. That's what a prophecy is. A prediction is just uh, an educated guess. God is not; He does not give us an educated guess. He gives us exact details, and we know that we can trust His word because when we trace it back through His word. Oh my goodness, he's come through time and time and time and time and time again on details. And so I know that I can trust him. Be warned about living your truth. Be warned about the destruction and ignoring God's counsel and you walking the path of destruction by living your truth. That's what the world says and that's what they say in order to try to get us to all get along with one another We should respect one another. We should not mistreat someone because they believe differently than we do. But it is absolutely asinine and silly to believe that all paths are equally valid and lead to heaven and all God is all the same. No, 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 no. Don't live your truth. Listen to this verse very carefully. Proverbs 12 and 15. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Think about that once again when we're talking about this mantra of living your own truth. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Uh, The book of Proverbs constantly talks about the wisdom of being a teachable person. Well, I'm coming to Christianity and I'm coming to church and I'm and I, you know, reading the Bible is just hard and and I don't know if I can do that and that's just not the way I see things and you know, pastor says that and that may work for him, but that doesn't work for me. Let me tell you something. Don't 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 be a fool. And I say that with respect. I'm using the Bible word here. Don't don't be a fool. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Allow a wise person does not say I'm living my own truth. No, no, no. Jesus said I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he's given us his word so that we can have a sure, solid understanding. And we can have counsel that can be trusted. Last is this. The way we self-talk is a form of counseling. And that self-talk should be aligned with God and his word. And if I'm talking to myself and I'm counseling myself and it's not aligned with God's word, then my counsel can actually get me to go down a wrong path in life. Okay? The Bible says uh, in Psalm 13, verse 2, how long 
Shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be, be exalted over me? Okay, uh, the psalmist, David, I believe, is saying, how long am I going to give myself negative counsel, negative, negative self-talk? Okay, and not just negative as in we should choose positive self-talk. No, no, no. We should choose wise truth for self-talk. When I'm, ta- when I'm counseling myself, that counsel ought to be reflecting the truth and values of the word of God. Self-talk is, don't miss this and I'm almost done. Self-talk is found in saturation. If I am sitting in a puddle of self-pity, I'm a victim, I'm so victimized, this should be easier for me, uh, oh my goodness, and, 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 I'm, and I'm being counseled by the world, that's your truth, and they don't know, and, and, and pity this, and all paths lead the same, and I'm just overwhelmed with this ungodly, meaning ungodly counsel, counsel that does not line up with God's word. That's how I'm going to talk to myself. When you catch yourself talking to yourself in such a negative way of doubt and unbelief, that is a sign that you have been marinating in ungodly counsel. Okay? Choose to marinate and saturate yourself in that which is joyful and godly and righteous and holy and healthy. Listen to this verse, Philippians 4, verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. What's he saying? Saturate yourself in good counsel. That's what he's saying. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the Bible study for tonight. Let me just repeat the points real quick. If you are taking notes, if you would like for me to email these notes to you, then just shoot me an email or a text message and I can do that. Number one, every purpose, every change and goal begins with counsel. Number two, we covered the areas of counsel, wisdom, uh, physically, spiritually with God, relationships with others. We talked about the story of Moses' father-in-law who gave him wise counsel. Counsel is a key component in friendship. So use wisdom in choosing your close friends. Number five, we are warned about taking counsel of the ungodly. The opposite of this ungodly counsel is found in the law of the Lord or in the word of God. Number six, ungodly counsel encourages us to have our own way and not God's way. Ignoring God's counsel puts you on the path of destruction Number seven, the truth about living your truth is that the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. And lastly, number eight, the way we self-talk is a form of counseling. It should be aligned with God and his word. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will see you and talk to you soon, Lord willing.